Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. Welcome to episode 7 of Living Your Truth podcast. Today I'm talking to Maria. Maria is an artist and she paints mostly abstract landscapes in watercolors and acrylics. This episode is about Maria's story of growing into an artist. She shares her personal struggles and where she is at now in her journey. We talked a lot about making art and what stands in the way and how to approach it. There is a lot of great advice for creatives. This episode is a treat for visual artists and painters as her approach to art is inspiring and uplifting. I really hope you'll enjoy the conversation as much as I did and take something of value out of it. Maria, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hi, here. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us all about you. What do you do and where you are in the world? Yes, so I paint. I paint in acrylics and watercolors and I live and work out of Stockholm, Sweden. How and when you started? I have painted my whole life. I grew up with a mother that was an artist she painted too but in oils um so i've always painted by her side next to her and um that's that's always been my thing art has always been something i sort of knew how to do intuitively and um in school and everywhere else um maths and chemistry and everything else i was never good at that that was never my thing art has always been the path that was mine it was very clear always Mm-hmm. It sounds like you always knew that this is something you want to be doing for the rest of your life. I think um, I think definitely in some shape or form, yes, that's always been part of my DNA, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, but how that develops, I have no idea. We'll we'll see. But it's it's a path I definitely want to keep exploring. So you were painting ever since. Um, yeah, ever since I was, ever since I can remember, I've always been drawing and painting and doing, you know, anything artistic, like working in, in clay or doing, you know, drama work or anything that was sort of along the artistic path was, was always what I was drawn towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess some somewhere along the way as I grew up, I was... I started to get a bit fearful of being compared to my mom, who was, who was and is very talented and, and very good at what she does. And, and um, a lot of people knew about her talents and, and was sort of wondering uh, when I was going to start showing my work. And I think that put way too much pressure on, on 
my art and 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 um what it was going to be in the world so i i i started feeling sort of shameful around what i did and and i never showed anyone anything and i i would hide it and throw things away and and sort of i, I was just never confident in 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 my own work i guess um, okay so i went down a path of um uh, graphic design instead because that was it was sort of like being artistic but within a very set framework because mm -hmm. graphic design is it's um it has rules so you can do it right or you can do it wrong and, and that fit me well because because um you know there was a the right way to do it and and um right i wouldn't be judged upon anything around that i guess that is that so interesting sense. yeah it does um I wonder you kept making art even though you you followed um, the graphic design aspect but you kept making art even those time periods am I right yeah I did I think I did it in privacy because I, mm -hmm. I always I always felt the need to do it and this may not make sense to anyone but I always wanted to do it even though it was so painful and and so frustrating and and um i i mean i i absolutely hated everything that i did but i still had to keep doing it in some some way mm -hmm. um and i also think that on the side of of graphic design there was a need to be free and and do what i wanted instead of staying within the within the rules i suppose so i had the need for an outlet like that um and so that's why I kept doing it, I suppose. Right. It sounds like you were doing it for more um, to enjoy the process more. You were doing it for the process okay. instead of thinking about the outcome. And the outcome that um, you were afraid of was having your art judged or um, compared to your mother's. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's it. I love how you kept doing it even for the process because, you know, um, I think a lot of us put a lot of pressure on just getting started and we keep thinking about the outcome and the, um, the end result that we want our art to bring us. But somehow that pressure is too much for a lot of us. In, I can relate to that and it becomes hard to even start in the first place yeah that's that's exactly it and and i think if you want to keep making art if you feel drawn to it i think you have to find ways to um keep going even though it's painful if that makes sense pain is, is a big word but even there there's a struggle there and, and i absolutely can relate discomfort, to that I would yeah say. there's a discomfort exactly that's it um but if you move past that and and um if, if you just keep on going, you're going to see um, that you'll develop and, 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 and get somewhere with your art. And, and I think the only way to get there is to push through somehow. Mm -hmm. um, you have to find little tricks or ways to, to getting past that discomfort, I suppose. Because uh, the reward is so amazing. I mean, once, once you're past that, it's just a breeze. It's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. So um, you kept, did you study art or you went down the graphic design path? And Yeah, I went to art school, but I chose um, graphic design and advertising mm -hmm. um, 
pretty much immediately. I, I took some classes in, in illustration and things like that, but um, yeah, I wanted to do the, this, the safe route. I wanted to know that I had an income and had a career. And so at that time that felt right for me mm-hmm. and it's been great and, and I've been doing it for over 20 years and, and it's been a fantastic career and I'm very lucky and grateful to have had that but um, I'm definitely ready to to um, be a little more bold I think. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that come uh, when you were working in your job um, yeah. you were missing that part of you that's why you thought about yeah showing up yes. and sharing yes. your art. Yeah, and so what happened was I um I still I always felt the need to paint, right? So I so a year ago or two years ago I asked to um get a day off a week to to get to paint. And mm-hmm. I did that in private and I kept stacking paintings up in, <laughs> in my house. Um and then it just it, it felt so good that I wanted to maybe have two days a week to paint, <laughs> so I did that for a while, um, and that's just sort of how it grew. Like it was just it felt natural to keep going down that path, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then what happened was I opened my Instagram account a year ago, and I just got so much amazing feedback um, from there that I, it just felt like I got the push in the right direction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just felt like the right path to to um, continue on and and so that's what I'm doing right now so I guess doing this full-time it's it's very new I mean I've just been doing this for a couple of weeks now so I'm 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 still feeling like it's I'm at the very beginning of this path right it's amazing how you were able to take that leap and you know say that this is something that I want to do full-time instead of doing it in private i think what i'm realizing is that um i have to put hours into it i i want to give myself the opportunity to put thousands of hours into just painting um because that's the only way to develop further and um, the only way to give myself that time is to do it full time so i'm giving it i'm giving it two years I've told myself <laughs> just um just two years of just painting just to see where it takes me basically and then um evaluate from there I suppose right so you are committing yourself to painting and figuring this aspect of yourself your yourself and your creative process out and then you see if you want to where do you want to go next yeah exactly that's it Ooh, that's- and I can't wait I mean this is I mean, I'm so excited. This is just, this is, I can't, I cannot imagine being happier about my work life right now. It's, it's pretty exciting. Well, I can feel that. Yeah. (laughs) um, I've been thinking since you mentioned taking it full time, there are so many aspects of being the creative and being online. Since now you mentioned you are using Instagram to share your work. uh, When you have an online presence there are so many different aspects of um, being online that you have to think about and obviously they also take a lot of time off your plate so how are you managing your time because I can say there there must be too many things to do and then the the real creative work 
behind the scenes, your paintings and your artwork? How are you managing it? Well, um, it's a very, very valid point. There is definitely not enough time <laughs> to do everything that I would like. But I'm, um, right now I'm giving myself the afternoons every day to just paint. So I have a couple hours every day where I do nothing but um, close the door to the studio and paint. So I do that every day. Um, and then whatever needs to be done in front of the computer, I do that first thing in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. And so I give myself an hour or two on, on, in front of the computer and sometimes it takes, you know, um, half a day. Um, but I know that I have my painting time in the afternoon. And so um, that works out really well. But you're, you're right. There's a lot to do that people don't know about <laughs> running a company and, and trying to form some sort of a, a brand around your, your work. Um, but um, I'm also, since that's been part of my job before, I'm, I do get quite excited about that too, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I get to sort of um, incorporate everything that I know um, into this, uh, but doing it for myself. So, so I, I do get quite excited about that too, actually. But the bookkeeping and the, you know, all, the, all of that stuff is, is um, less enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, how are you enjoying that that shift in your that creative freedom that you have now, um, which you didn't have before when you were working only in the graphic design and the rules aspect of design? Yeah. Um, so I'm um, basically when I'm in the studio right now, I I give myself full freedom, and I'm I'm. I'm consciously going into this with no framework. So um, the only the only thing I want to do is explore and um, and learn. I'm looking at these two years as going to school for myself. Basically, I'm I'm really dedicated to trying new mediums and trying um, new ways of doing things. Um, I'm not committed to a style or or a um, a certain shape or form or anything like that. I can do whatever I, I'm in the mood for. And um, it's basically just, it's, it's like a big gift to myself. I'm, I'm really doing this to, to, um, um, to develop as an artist um, in whichever way my intuition takes me, I suppose. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and yeah. it's also a very privileged place to be here, you know, to take some time yeah. off and then yeah. explore and play with whatever it is your heart is calling out to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm absolutely looking at, at this as, um, as a gift to myself. And I know it's a huge privilege. I could not be doing it if I didn't have a husband who could pay our bills for two years. Um, so I absolutely realize what, what a privilege um, it is. My hope, uh, obviously, is that um, in time, I can pay bills too <laughs> with this. Um, but uh, I, I, can't, I can't have that as... Um, I can't be forced um, to make money out of this right now because that would um, absolutely make me think differently in the studio. And I don't want to do that right now. I just want to allow myself to grow. Mm -hmm. um, 
so I, I won't be making things to make money, if that makes sense. I'm making things uh, for myself, really. Um, that makes and if total can, sense. Yeah, if I can make money out of that, that's amazing. Um, but if not, I'll have to figure something else out. Right. Oh, that's a, I really appreciate you sharing this aspect of your creative work because I think um, I have personally struggled with something very similar and then I yeah. came to this very conclusion that this is not something um, I want to, make, want to make money out of. This is something yeah. I'm doing just for myself Yeah. to learn yeah. and to grow, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, I don't know, with art, it has to sort of call, call your name <laughs> um, um, for you to, because to, you're putting a lot of time into it, you're putting a lot of effort into it and, and, and putting it out in the world takes a lot of courage um, and it's, it's, it's a hard life. So if you're not doing it because you're doing it for yourself, then I don't think it's worth it, if that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. 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 Um, there are so many things that I want to continue on from here on, but I, I just want to talk more about, you mentioned about not sticking to a particular style, but exploring right. and growing. Um, yeah. But I have a few thoughts about that. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at your Instagram or at your work that mm -hmm. I've seen so far online, it, it feels like a unique style that's true to you. It feels like mm -hmm. your truth. Um, I don't think, in my opinion, it doesn't feel like you are, how do I put it? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't, um, it feels like a particular style that you are developing along the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think anyone who puts time into making art is going to end up uh, in a realm, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I think whatever your, your, your past and your life has, has shown you, that's going to be part of what you put out. Um, and so I know things that I'm drawn to and, and things that make my heart sing, and that's obviously going to be part of a, a style, um, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So um, when I paint, um, it, it's, it's very obvious to me when I think it's good and I want to think it's not, if that makes sense. So yeah. I guess I keep striving towards a style, even though it's not consciously something that I'm striving towards. Mm -hmm. um, so I think everyone just ends up in a place um, depending on, you know, what they're drawn to. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, I was just thinking that, we hear so much um i personally have heard so much um of the struggle that people have around finding their own personal style and how much yeah. it, it stops them to share their work um yeah. and i think what you're saying is totally makes um, making sense because um when you start working or painting or creating art uh, and if your focus is only to find your style, I, I don't think you are really on that path. But if your focus is to keep going and keep exploring and being open, I think that's the right path to um, yeah. to figure it out along the way. Because yeah. it can't be your end goal. It can come along for the right 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. And I think there's uh, two things around this that I think might be helpful. Um, first of all, like you have to put your hours in, like you have mm -hmm. to make many, many, many paintings before you find, and you have to make them from start to finish because a lot of times you, you want to quit like midway because it doesn't feel like it's turning out the way you want to. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there's a point of finishing everything that you do because you learn so much from every piece of artwork that you put, you know, a front, okay. middle, and an end to. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to figure things along the way. And a lot of stages when you make a pen painting are very ugly, but you tend to <laughs> fix them along the way. And all of a sudden it starts singing and, and it's, it's done, you know? Um, so, so that's one thing, like put a lot of hours in and finish paintings, like from start to finish, even though you hate it all along the way, just keep finishing paintings and you're going to find where, uh, where you start leaning in what mm -hmm. direction you start leaning towards. That's one thing. And then also for me, things started getting clear when I started painting without an end goal in mind. So um, I found this way of painting where it's completely intuitive. I, I put down a lot of layers of just primary colors. It looks horrendous. It's just blues and yellows and um, greens and reds. And then out of that horrendous mess, I find landscapes. So, mm -hmm. so that way, um, it kind of starts with a mess that I have to clean up, uh, which is a lot less intimidating than a, a white canvas, because that can be very, very scary. Um, so I, I start cleaning things up and then out of that landscapes sort of form. And so I carve things out of, you know, something crazy. Um, and that way I'm not focused on making something, uh, that I've created in my mind already, if that makes sense. Cause if mm -hmm. you want to, you want to try to paint something you have in your head, then you have to be very technically skilled you have to have you know you have to know exactly what every um brush move is going to take where every brush move is going to take you and and i'm not there at least mm -hmm. so that has helped me enormously just to paint just enjoying the process just carving things along the way and and not being so focused on a finished painting um yes. so yeah if that can help oh, what an interesting approach I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, that's, that's what made it click for me. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's been years of painting things and wanting to stop along the way because it, it just, I never liked what I did. And then all of a sudden something just clicked. Um, and, and that was it. And that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of what's kept me going. Mm -hmm. I think you are so right. When you have a certain picture in your mind and you're trying to, put it um, into a tangible form in, in front of you in on a white canvas, it's intimidating. And it yeah. puts a lot of pressure on you because as you said earlier, you have to put in your hours to become a skilled painter. And yeah. when you have a vision in your head of whatever artwork you want to create and it doesn't come out like that at yeah. all, or you know, you're not, satisfied with how it turned out yeah it, you get disappointed and you don't want to disappoint yourself that's exactly. horrible yeah. <laughs> and because that disappointment might lead you towards where you don't want to go because it might 
ask you to stop doing the work because it's not good enough, you know? That's it. That's it. And it's very sad <laughs> because, I mean, the world needs you to paint. The world needs your art and, and you need to paint. So it's just about finding that, finding whatever you need to get you going, whatever mm -hmm. technique, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever you need to do. Um, mm -hmm. just, just find it so that you can keep going. Mm -hmm. It seems like this exercise would be very helpful for people who struggle with perfectionism, like myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is quite an interesting uh, view of looking at things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about creating some sort of um, an instructional something, something to help people because it's, it's, um, it's helped it's helped me in, in the, every time I approach a painting, I do it in this way. And I don't think I could do it differently now. Mm -hmm. It's very, very helpful. Yeah. And it's also a very intuitive way of approaching your painting. Yeah. Yeah. I do it with watercolors as well. Of course, I can't put a lot of primers down and think they're going to go away with watercolors, but, but um, I do often, um, take on a watercolor project without the end goal in mind um mm -hmm. there are ways to do it um with watercolors as well and um usually that's when the best work comes out mm -hmm. no i can relate to that <laughs> when you are not <laughs> not expecting it to be perfect or expecting it to be something and just giving it space to come to life and express yeah. what it is it is capable of yeah. that's when the best work happens yeah that's it yeah and and your project here i did the painting a hundred um paintings in a hundred days yeah yeah it's brilliant because it forces you to get your paints out every day and it's it's i mean i'm sure it helped you a ton to just get started yes it did and you know what i have always i wanted to paint but i was scared because i didn't know where to start a b because i i thought i need to find my style first so yeah. you know everything is coherent uh and then the other thing was i was attracted to so many different mediums because i always wanted to explore and play but i'm a recovering perfectionist so i think <laughs> every anyone who might be struggling with all of these things can try doing a hundred day project yeah. really pushed me to um, a show up every day and b to explore and experiment and i didn't stick to any one medium or any one form um subject i kept it open so i i get to explore and paint and still won't have any um pressure to make it perfect because you know I, tomorrow is another day there will be another day to paint another painting mm -hmm. <laughs> That's brilliant. That way you won't, that's, that's the, another thing. Like when you paint, if, if you're painting one painting and you have like, you know, the, the wall behind your sofa in your mind, like this is going to be the painting, that's mm -hmm. way too much pressure on, on, on one project. Like you need exactly. to, like you say, there's going to be another painting tomorrow. There's, it's not a big deal. That's, it's a perfect way to attack a project like that. It's, it's brilliant. I never paint less than five paintings at the time, ever. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. You start yes. on five of them? Like Always. Okay. Yes. At least five. I'm working on 12 right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's huge. And I, I, I can see why it's important. 
Yes, because if you focus too much on one thing, you won't be bold. Like you won't make mm-hmm. rush strokes that you're not exactly sure of. So that way you're not going to grow um, and you're going to start doing details that you might not want on your painting. Um, and if you're doing a couple at a time, there's always one that's a little prettier, but, but it's okay. Cause, cause you know, you can mess something else up and, and something else is going to start growing. So it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's imperative to have a couple of things going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, what I'm hearing is, um, that what's coming into my mind is that not only being not only being open to experiment is important if you want really want to grow as a painter, but also the consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm sure it's the same thing with everything. Um, you have to do a lot of it to be good at it, and and to grow and develop, you have to try new things. It's um, it's pretty basic, really. But people think that you know they want to be artistic and they, they feel like they, they, they want to, you know, create in some, some way. Um, they're just going to be good at it. But, but I, I don't think anyone's good at everything um, mm-hmm. the first time at anything. Uh, and I think everyone can paint. Absolutely. Every, everyone can paint. They just need to put some hours into it. Right. It yeah. And that beginner stage is, very very uncomfortable but it's the most important one i would say yeah i don't know why we judge ourselves so much when it comes to art because if you start a dance class you're not going to hate yourself for not being able to dance right, right away right yeah. it's, it's it's just not personal in that way and somehow with art you you think that it's just, it's just going to come from inside of you uh mm-hmm. without the training but I I don't think that's very common, at least. <laughs> no, I love uh, that you were bringing this up because somehow we um, connect our work to our work when it comes to art and painting. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's really <laughs> it's really sad. There's there's just so much pressure to be good when it comes mm-hmm. to art, and and, and, and there's not- no good or bad art. That's all subjective. Yeah, it's absolutely, that's absolutely true. I think what, when I say good, I'm talking about what, what we want ourselves to create, what we think is going to be the outcome. So we, we create this picture in our head of what we want to do. And then we think that we're going to create that on on our first try, but, um, it's going to take 10 or a hundred times before you get there. And if you're open to the end result, you might get somewhere else that you really like on your first try instead, mm-hmm. or you may not, you may do it on your hundred painting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think just keep on going, keep doing it and things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think we have touched upon it a little bit before, but I really want you to answer this. Why is it important for you to create and explore and paint and celebrate mm-hmm. nature this way with your art. Yeah, I think for me, nature is what opens my heart. Like that's that's the thing going through life that's always made me excited and happy and, and fulfilled. And I think when we paint, we wanna celebrate that in some form. Um, but I painted, oh goodness, I've painted everything. I've painted onions and people and cities. I've painted everything, but, but I think at this point right now, um, nature is just what's calling my name right now. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's it's just um, there's always so much beauty to out in in the mountains, especially that's um, that that I want to keep exploring. But this could change. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what keeps you motivated on a more day-to-day basis? Uh, I think this is still so new to me right now that I. I jump out of bed with joy for just just for being able to do this. I think ask me again in a year, it may not be so excited, exciting anymore. We'll see. I just it's a playtime for me. This is this is really just play. Mm-hmm. So um, who doesn't want to play all day? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We talked about your struggle in the beginning uh, about your work being compared or judged with your mo- with your mothers. Um, what actually may? How does it feel to now start putting it out there and share with the world? Well, I think that um, I, I think something happened when I started showing things to people. I got such a boost from from. Um, from people that I'm suddenly having confidence in my work, mm-hmm. which I didn't before. Um, and so I think it's come with age also. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 45 and, and things happen. You don't care as much anymore about what people are going to think. Um, and with Instagram, there's always going to be people that like what you do. There might, you know, there's so many people out there. I'm sure a lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people do. And so I, I guess I'm just, I'm not so worried about it anymore. Um, right. I'm going to keep doing what I like. And there's always going to be people that enjoy that. Um, and whoever doesn't, uh, I'm sure they can find someone else that they like instead. Mm-hmm. And so it's I, so- yeah, I just need, I need to not focus so much about what other people think about my work and, and do what, my heart calls me to do um yeah oh i also think art is not for everyone exactly that's absolutely it it cannot be for everyone yeah. and i'm gonna do different things and and some people are gonna love it and some people are, are not gonna love exactly. it and that, that's okay um that's absolutely fine i'm the same way i like some things and some things i don't like and and that's fine I, there's no judgment in that it is just a matter of taste mm-hmm Exactly, yeah. So I was just thinking about how scary and vulnerable it is to put yourself out there. And I know it stopped me for a long, long while to embrace the idea of finally sharing my work in my Mm -hmm. real life and in on online platforms as well. But in in real life, I think a lot of people struggle with something that um, that relates to what if your art is not appreciated, loved, or um, yeah, appreciated by the people you love, mm-hmm. and what if your art doesn't speak to them? And yeah. I know it's so important for us as artists to feel. Um, in connection with the people we love. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, first of all, you're, 
you're always going to find people that like what you do always there's so many people in the world um and that may not be your family uh, and that's okay i think um because like you say art is not for everyone um art is not you know i mean it's it's a very 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 personal do i like it or do i not like it right mm -hmm. but i think if you start creating and and you feel excitement and joy around that um that should be enough for your family and to just see that you're doing something that, that makes you feel good right. um, and if they enjoy the final product or not it's not that important um there's always going to be people that do and and find and connect with those people instead um but just don't stop because your family doesn't appreciate it i mean that makes no sense we've we've touched upon the struggles you have had before uh i'm curious what are your struggles now um i think like we said time um is absolutely a struggle i mean i could do this 24 hours a day but i also have a family and then a lot of things around the business that needs to be done um but really i'm not struggling right now <laughs> i'm having a time <laughs> on my life <laughs> and i think it's also because now you're in the period of shift and it's all very new uh, yes so you're yes. really trying to adjust and finding your feet yeah, let's have this chat in a year and we'll see how <laughs> sure things have happened. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do, I mean, some, some days I hate my work, absolutely. And, and I hate what I do and I don't want to show anyone. Um, but those days pass and, and then some days I love what I do. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a wave motion of, I love it, I hate it, and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. And some stages in a painting are awful, they're ugly and they're terrible and you hate yourself and you doubt yourself, but then the next day you're doing different layers and they turn out really nice. So um, there's, there's it, it's a bit of a struggle, but there's so much joy to cover up for it that it doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. just a part of the work. Maria, I was wondering, what would you like to say to someone who might be struggling with something similar you have struggled in your journey? In retrospect, what would you like to say to your younger self, for instance? I would say um, keep on going. Um, you're not as horrible as you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a journey and, and you have to put time into it and effort into it. And it's going to be okay. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, and on our art and it's just not fair. Um, maybe just enjoy the process a little more. And, and um, I mean, I've seriously, I've cried over paintings before. It's been, <laughs> it's been rough <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. It's just, it's just paint, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't make you any less amazing. Mm -hmm. um, that's my first advice. Just be, be kind and be gentle to yourself because you're just doing something that you're supposed to be doing, but you're also supposed to be on a journey and it's, you're never ready immediately. You just have to keep going. So that's the first thing. Another thing that I talk about a little bit that I would like to mention is, tools 
um, work with proper materials. Um, trying to learn watercolors with bad paper is horrendous. It's horrible and it's unworthy. Um, it's just, it makes everything so much more difficult. Um, so if, if, you, if you can put money into, if you're gonna do watercolors, put money into good paper, um, buy one proper brush instead of three bad ones. Um, use a proper canvas if you're doing acrylics and good paint because the crappy stuff even even though you feel like a beginner the crappy stuff is not going to help you <laughs> it's just going to make it worse so if you can just buy less things but buy the good stuff that's that's um that's advice i would have loved <laughs> 15 years ago <laughs> uh, and also just keep keep going keep painting find techniques that helps you to um, push through those those uh, difficult moments and, and just keep going and enjoy the process know that every single brush stroke that you're making are making you a better painter so just keep going mm -hmm. oh i That's love it. that <laughs> yeah yeah you're learning something from every single painting that you do you're learning something else uh, even if it ends up in the trash, you've learned a lot. So that's that's worth your time, right? Right, yeah. yeah. This is reminding me of something that I've struggled with when you mentioned um, investing in good materials instead of yeah. investing in um, having more. Um, mm -hmm. I have struggled with this idea that I don't want this material to waste. Um, oh yeah yeah <laughs> and <I know>. this <laughs> has stopped me from painting yeah has this ever happened to you uh oh goodness yes um absolutely i think um if you're working with acrylics it's a little easier because you can repaint something a zillion mm -hmm. times um yeah. even though um of course the the, the paint is going to cost you but it's 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 i think the worst thing is really expensive watercolor paper because that does go to waste <laughs> you, you can't reuse that um that many times um but um what i tell people to do um is to sort of put the paper on the floor and walk over it <laughs> because that makes you lose respect for it and, and you make it a little dirty which makes it feel less expensive i guess mm -hmm. um just do whatever you need to do to lose respect for the for the material um because it's there for you it's there for your explorations and um start small if that makes it easier buy a sheet of paper and and turn it into 16 pieces and that way i'm sure one or two of them are going to turn out nice right mm -hmm. so you're completely wasted mm -hmm. um but yeah there's a balance there i guess um but find a way to lose respect for the materials because you bought it in the first place to use it right i mean that's the whole point of it mm -hmm. um, so find techniques that that helps you get going anyways i guess mm -hmm. oh yeah i think you're so right it it's the feeling of um preciousness that you attach yeah, like to these materials yeah <laughs> <laughs> some other much better painter should use this paper <laughs> <laughs> but but what do you do with the stack of paintings that you are practicing and you know you don't yeah. think they are good enough to 
Oh. Well, with, with watercolor papers, you can actually use the backside. I've done that many times. So people have bought paintings and they're like, oh, there's two paintings in here. There's <laughs> one on the backside as well. Um, <laughs> um, so you can use the backside. You can actually uh, wash off paint. People don't know this, but off um, good, proper, heavy watercolor paper, you can actually wash off and brush off paint off and use again. So, so that's, that's a good tip. Um, also, you can make um, collage work out of it. So you can rip, rip pieces um, um, and put them together on a different sheet. Um, that's a lot of fun and um, makes good use of the paper. Um, I've seen some people do um, bookmarks and things out of, because mm -hmm. I mean, in a big painting, if it turns out crap, there's always a part, you know, yeah. or a yeah. couple of parts that are pretty. So you can use that as uh, miniature paintings or little bookmarks or things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, but some paper do go to waste. And it's part of the learning process and it's okay. I mean, I've, I've spoken to really, really professional, brilliant watercolor artists and they have thousands of paintings laying in the back somewhere um, uh, that they don't feel are good enough. And that's okay. It's, it's part of the job, I think. Mm -hmm. Everything does not come out pretty, for sure. Right, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever found yourself struggling with any kind of creative block where you don't feel like you have anything to add or anything to um, say, anything to paint? Um, yeah, I think um, sometimes I don't feel inspired to paint. Um, <laughs> and what I usually do is paint anyways. Um, there's always, I mean, you can, you can take an apple down to the studio and paint that. There's always something that you can paint just to keep painting. Um, every painting doesn't have to come out of great inspiration or a great, great, um, uh, you don't have to have like a huge wish to paint that exact thing, but sometimes you just need to paint. So just pick something and paint anyways. Um, because there's the process that you can enjoy and, and who knows, something may come out of it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's part of the journey also just to get those painting hours, um, inspired or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Maria, I have one last closing question for you. Yeah. What does living a wholehearted creative life look like for you? Um, well, I guess, always having the courage to keep expanding and exploring and, and staying on a curious path of some sort. Um, I, I want to keep creating for as long as I possibly can. And um, that brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's, that's, yeah, that's it, I think. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Where can we find you online? Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at uh, Maria Vega Art, and I have a website, mariavega.com. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much for this lovely conversation. Thank you, Hira, and please keep painting. Please, <laughs> please don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't. Good. Good. Yeah, thank you so much.
all the resources and links we mentioned will be over on my website hirasahmed.com forward slash podcast. It's spelled H-I-R-A-S-A-H-M-E-D dot com forward slash podcast. As always, if you think you have a friend who might benefit from this conversation, please share the link of this episode with them. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. It would really help me and the podcast if you take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. You can find more about me and the work that I do over on my website. There, you can also subscribe to my letters. I write letters every other Sunday where I share my personal stories, lessons that I'm learning along the way and my experiences of living my truth out loud. And I would love to connect with you. Or come say hello on Instagram. I'm at Hira S. Emma. 